Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel Scene Through Glass. Oh, I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. And you can watch us each week on YouTube. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most podcast players. We hope you enjoy the episode. Well, today's a very exciting day because, well, in case you missed it, this year we've been live streaming these recording sessions as Tony and I do them earlier in the week. We do it over on a page called Recast. We set it up at the end of last year and we do these live streams. Today we are trialing a brand new feature they've launched, which is a live chat feature during the live stream. It's so exciting. We don't know what to do with ourselves. We keep talking to people. We've got Matt. They're all Matt in. FGP2. We've got Adam Danlock. We've got Glenn. We've got James Bond is watching. We've got Michael from Cyprus. This is like, this, I don't know why <laughs> this is so exciting, but I am loving life. So, so. like a bloke from a game show. Yeah. <laughs> Huge shout out to Recast for allowing us to exclusively trial this feature. We're the first people on their platform to ever be able to check this feature out. And this is one of the main reasons that we wanted to join recast is for this feature so that we can interact with people during our recordings we're always looking for ways to get you the audience more involved in the show and we knew this was coming it came a little bit later than we hoped but we're here now and we've got our live viewers able to heckle tony correct tony and applaud everything i say <laughs> uh, and there'll be two reasons why recast have given us this opportunity one one, because they think we're brilliant, which is what I think. <laughs> or they think we're so bad that no one's really going to watch them. Just, then, yeah, exactly. then, they'll give, then they'll give it to a they really big podcast. three viewers. Who <laughs> yeah. cares if it goes horribly wrong? <laughs> That's probably more like it. Literally that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, today is actually the return of a very popular feature on the show, Rate My Ride. Or, in fact, Rate Your Ride. Uh, something we've done a lot in the last few years and we usually do it our live shows um but we like doing also here and regular episodes love it yeah just, it'd been a while and the main reason we're doing it is actually because today's episode is in partnership with custodian i have half mentioned custodian 
before. And I told you I'd tell you more about them. So I'm kind of doing so right now. I started using Custodian because well, it's really helped me manage my 360. As I'm sure you can imagine, I have a folder of paperwork for of that you have. vehicle that is not just my history with it, but the, the prior history. Uh, trying to remember when I needed to take it for servicing and when we lasted the ball joints and when the clutch and the timing belts and all these things. Well, you remember the ball joints, do them every three weeks. Literally. Uh, was exhausting. But with Custodian, not only is it a beautiful looking platform that I can upload lovely pictures of my car and give key information and just remind myself of the beautiful story. Loves but it. I could upload all of that history and that paperwork. So it's now digitally, it's just there, it's available. I can set myself reminders for the next jobs I need to do. <coughs> it's just the ultimate way to manage your garage, whether you've got one car, 15 cars, whatever it might be. If you just want to stay on top of your cars and also it's just a delightful portfolio. You know, when you're out at a car meet or you're out to dinner and you meet a fellow car person and they go, what cars have you got? You can just whack out the custodian app and say, let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got 10 minutes? Literally. Yeah. Um, but no, it's genius. And actually, this weekend, custodian are at the London Classic Car Show in Olympia. And my 360 is going to be on their stand. Is it? Look at that. That's so cool. So I actually won't be there. But if you want to go and see the 360 at the London Classic Car Show, go over, check out the custodian stand, go say hi to the team there. They're awesome. You can learn more about uh, everything that they're doing and and the benefits of using custodian, Uh, but also get a cheeky photo of the 360. And please be sure to tag me uh, if you do do go and see it and go and have a look at it. I um, might just go there going on you. Please don't. (laughs) I'm sure you would, but please don't. Um, But yeah, anyway, so during this episode, uh, some of the custodian teams have submitted their cars for Rate My Ride so that we can also show you exactly how custodian kind of works, but also... Well, just crush their cars because I know what they are. They're awful. Anyway, (laughs) that's me saying it. (laughs) Before we get into the Rate My Ride section, shall we catch up a little bit on... I think there's two cars. We each have a car that we need to discuss. Do we? Me, the Aventador Ultimate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll come back to that. We need to talk about that. But let's talk about the car that you turned up in today. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. (laughs) So, I've got a new Turbo S. A brand Brand new new one. 911 Turbo S. How did this happen? Well, very suddenly, actually. Very suddenly. I was was offered it, and uh, I've been looking for a GC3. Because I want one. But actually, because I've got other cars coming, I thought the Turbo S might suit me a bit better. A bit more practical. Can use it a bit more. I may contradict myself a little bit here because a couple of weeks ago I said, I don't need a car because I've got loads of cars at work. And I've just got to spend a load of money on a Turbo S. Classic you. But I do love a Turbo S and all round, what it, what it delivers all round. And I know it does compete with the Roma, the car that I had not that long ago and I binned it off because I didn't use it. But when you when you drive them back to back and you get in them back to back, you realise how much more usable a Turbo S is compared to a Roma. It's just a mega bit of kit. You've always loved that 992 Turbo S. Yeah, it's my, um, one of my favourite cars. Banged on about it forever. I think it actually suits you very well. I think it's very usable, but still exotic. I wouldn't take it on a trip, though. Would you not? I wouldn't, mate. There's two reasons for that. And I'm glad that you was going to bring that up because I wanted to as well. For this country, it is absolutely perfect. All weather, greasy, wet roads. If you said to me tomorrow, 
mate, we're going to go to Scotland on a three-day road trip or we're going to go to Wales on a three-day road trip. Pick any car what you're going to take. I'll say Turbo S. Fair. Because it, it, no matter the weather, the performance is unbelievable. Yeah, at, it is a little bit of a dull instrument, which is my only real criticism. It, it, it's almost so good it makes it a little bit dull. That's the only criticism I have. But Which is every- always a Turbo S criticism, right? It's like an easy thing. Like it's, an, it's the obvious statement. Yeah, because it's just so good. Like when, you, like when you compare it to your GT3, you're smiling at 30 mile an hour. In the Turbo S, you can't hear anything. No, yeah. You're Which makes eight, it gear great and- to live with. Exactly. But just a, a little bit dull on the odd occasion. Yeah. yeah. But then when we flip it on its head and we say, well, you'd use it as, would you use it as a road trip car? If I was driving, I'd use it to get there. But once I got there and I started to attack an Alps road, it's quite heavy. It, it, and, it, and it feels quite heavy. And I never thought I'd say that about a Turbo S, but last year we had one on the trip, one of our trips that we went, and it really did expose itself for the worst when we was on twisty out. It really started how to... how heavy it was? Heavy bit wallowy okay. you know when you compare it to to all the track because the rest of the cars were all track versions of the cars and they're perfect for that obviously because that's what but that's all they're good for a turbo s can nine times out of ten for most people would easily do an out road but not the way i do it or the way we do it sure you know it's not it's yeah not, i think it's the ultimate it's the ultimate one car garage in terms of it will do everything but the ability to do everything means that it's slightly held back on the really agile, twisty stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few questions in the live chat. Uh, actually, Gaurav, am I pronouncing that correctly? I feel like I'm definitely butchering your name. I'm really sorry about that. Just asking how it compares to the 991.2 generation, so the, the previous generation turbo. We've both driven that car a lot. So how oh, do you find the 992? Well, I, ha- I had a... I had a 991.2, didn't I? A Turbo S. I, yep. I brought one to Monaco, didn't I? Yep, absolutely. And I took that Turbo S, the lightweight. What was the final edition with the carbon wheels? I, I had it on Drive the World for about three, four weeks. <laughs> Is that the exclusive or something? something like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's night and day. I, I would agree. For me, it's like chassis almost. Like it's like it feels like a like a leaps and bounds, but. 991 and 992 are very different anyway, I would yeah. say. The best, way, the best way that I can probably describe it is that it, it's not a GT car, but it feels loads more like a GT car than, than the old models did, you know? Like the steering, it is still understeering, it's still not quite as sharp as a GT, but that's a weight thing. But it is, it is loads better. And, it, and like if you think the 991.2 was fast, and it was, the 992 is like, Ballistic. Ballistic. Mate, it's incredible. I, I don't think, honestly, I really can't think of many cars on the road, road I'm talking about, that, that's faster than the Turbo S. You know, I, I'm it's with you. mega thing. It's as close to 918 acceleration as you can get in a non-hypercar. Like it, yeah. It's so fast. But no, I, I think it's great. It's that I've never really been a big 911 Turbo fan until that 992 generation. Yeah. And I, I would very happily have one. Um, uh, again, just having a quick look here. Sam Wiggins has said he picked up a brand new GT4 last month. Good car. Had its first proper drive at the weekend as the weather was finally decent. What a car. Yeah. Um, and Gaurav has come back saying that it's, yeah, that it wasn't the Turbo S exclusive that I had. It was just like the final edition or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. It had yeah. the carbon wheels. Yeah. 
Um, well, look, whilst you've been larking around in a brand new Turbo S, you lucky bugger, I spent last week, obviously, in the Aventador Ultimate. Basically the same. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Couldn't be more different. No. Um, but you know what, Tony? Oh, no, please. Don't say it, mate. I had a blast. I'm going. I, I'm not. I'm going, mate. I had a blast. I can't believe it. Genuinely, I really enjoyed myself. Like, I really enjoyed myself. But do you know what? I figured this out <laughs> perfectly. Was there a but in there, by the no, way? No, 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 no. I think you did say but. I didn't, just me- I didn't mean to say but. I, I should have went, well, me- okay. Yeah. Not a- <laughs> because, let's face it. What do you always say about me? What cars do I like? Piles of shit. What is an event at all? Pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and previously, when it was a brand new car, Competing against 812, 720s, MC20s. You'd get it and you'd be like, how do they get away with this? (laughs) Like, like, dynamically, mechanically, performance. Entertainment. Entertainment, like everything is just ancient. Yeah. But now that it is officially an old piece of crap, I love it. Now, I, they don't, now they don't make it anymore. It's almost better. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't, you're not comparing it. You're just seeing it as a thing, as its own entity. And whilst, obviously, you could still buy yourself a 2023 model, I'm sure, <laughs> um, or get hold of a 2023 model, officially, you've got to view the car as like a 2013. If you think of it as like a 430 Scud rival, or you're like, oh, wow, what a thing. It's a yesteryear supercar. It's the kind of car that they do not make anymore and they will never make again. Yeah. And as long as you view it like that, I think actually it's an experience, dude. And it's still got loads of presence. I don't fit, but it didn't matter. In all, I drove it in auto at some points. Auto, mate. Drove yeah. it around town. The the worst thing about I it. I think that's where you only drove it. You just drove around Knightsbridge. No, no, I didn't know. <laughs> I went down to Twat Goodwood. that. I went down to Goodwood. But the lift system is one of the worst on any supercar because it deactivates at like 18 miles an hour. Yeah. So if you go in, in, I'm in London now, it's all 20 mile an hour roads, but even then, most of them, you know, you get speed bumps. How far apart are speed bumps spaced? Like every 150 meters, 200 meters? Yeah, yeah. By the time you get to this one, the lift's gone down again. It's got to put it back up, down, up, down. It takes 10 minutes as well. Yeah, so that was pretty awful. And they're really, really low as well, Ventadors, for people that have either had one or haven't had one. Uh, they're one of the lowest they sit like Porsche GT cars they sit really low so they do actually need lift Ferrari you get away with it um, but but Aventadors need it for sure question for our live stream viewers in the chat let us know if you are an Aventador fan because I know genuinely I know you're looking at me like what a silly question but I just think people just do appreciate the Aventador. Of course, I appreciate it. I wouldn't go and buy one, but I appreciate them. And and you've said previously before that, you know, they they will be, if they're not already, iconic. We'll look back at that car and oh, go... I, I didn't think you agreed with any of this. No, no, I, I agreed with that bit. I oh, agreed okay. with the, the iconic okay, bit. cool. I just didn't... I don't agree with the driving bit. I think it's... You know, no wonder they stopped making it because it, they've got to the point where, hold on a minute now, things have moved on so much. That's why I didn't like it. Cause I, I, but do you not think it's an experience to drive the, a car like that with those long shit, like kicks yeah. you in the back and it's there's so much noise? For 10 minutes. It's an experience that I don't want. It's the experience that I've experienced many times. And I remember, I remember 
greatly the SV experience I had, and I had the Speciali at the time, so I jumped out my Speciali, which I'd say now is an old pile of poo, compared to the modern stuff it is. Might be one of the, according to most people, one of the best cars ever, the Speciali. I don't think so. <laughs> but... but <laughs> I, st- I, I can let that one slide over. Don't when, worry. But I, I, I would pull I him off. It, I just don't have the energy. No, because I'm getting back now. But but then but when you get out of one of them and get into an Aventador, especially the SV at the time, I could not wait to get out of the SV then. And then I drove SVJ um, last year, and yeah, it was better, but it's still like not acceptable for what I expect from a modern car it's 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 acceptable for a lot of people that that maybe i don't know why but but it is acceptable for a lot of people but it's not acceptable for me i don't understand the one thing which i don't understand well i i do but okay so actually let's use the live chat here for a second because i think in reality most people side with you uh james bond uh what's up 007 right james Says no, he's not a fan of the event door. Sam, Dav, two two zero eight, iconic car just not to drive. Michael Papa said would not be a car I would buy, but would definitely be in a collection because of what it is. Uh, Matt FGP two love the looks. You need a chest wig and a big gold chain as an owner. Gearbox is rubbish. Uh, Sam Wiggins nice to look at, wouldn't buy one. So, I think the people that do buy event doors are buying it for what it, how it looks, what it represents, and its kind of overall presence. Because as I said in my video. I feel like most of the time I see event stores in the city, yeah. like going to dinners, going to clubs, like going out to bars. And it is literally the worst place to drive one. Of course. And I think and I think that chat there that we're reading now is because of, you know, people will be comparing it to the modern stuff now. I bet we had this chat four or five years ago and that chat would be completely different. People would be going, yeah. oh my God, it's still unbelievable, that car. Like, how dare you slag an Aventador off? You might be right. You I think right. I would be right, yeah, because I am normally right. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I, I genuinely had a blast. I really enjoyed the experience, but I'm aware that maybe I enjoyed it because it was a temporary experience. Of course. Um, would you buy one? Did you come away thinking, you know what, I really want an Aventador? Well, what I said was, it's a hard one to judge. I still love the idea of my Euro Millions collection having a Gen 1 unmolested gentleman spec Aventador. Unclocked, you mean? Unclocked. Yeah. No, but like, I don't want a flamethrower exhaust. I don't want spinning rims. I don't want a chrome wrap. I just want a, a really pretty one. But then I was driving the ultimate. I was driving the the best version with the rear wheel steer and the and the most powerful version of that V twelve and Apple CarPlay. Like that was the that was the best event store I could have drove. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. The best version of best, it. Sorry, the best version. Yeah. So therefore, maybe that's what kind of slightly. I, I, I think you're right as well because if you drive a Gen One Aventador and then drive even an Aventador S. They're night and day, night and day. because yeah. of the rear steering. Rear steering makes a huge difference. Yeah. It's a huge thing. But it's also, it's not a vehicle for this country. I struggled to find roads that I could really have fun on it because it's, it's just massive. It's huge, yeah. It's huge.
Anyway, let's move on because we've got a lot of cars to go through for the Rate My Ride section. Um, now, we're going to try and plough through these. For those of you on the live stream, we'll be as descriptive as we can, uh, but not just for those of you on the live stream, for those of you who are audio listeners, because I know sometimes Rate My Ride episodes uh, can be frustrating when you can't see the car that we're discussing, but we will try and uh, t- talk you through that. And then obviously, if you're here on YouTube, you'll be able to see uh, the cars that we are reviewing and I guess share your thoughts below. So, let's kick things off straight away with <laughs> Landfelt, I guess, uh, has sent in a Ford Sierra. Tony, you'll know what year that is, like a 1993 or something, like the same. Uh, so that's in the 80s, mate, that car. Okay, so it's, it's an old Sierra, yeah. four by four rally edition. Now, this thing looks ready for Drive the World 6. I mean, it's got roof rack, rally lights, dirt everywhere. I love it because of that. Tony, your thoughts? It's one of the coolest cars I've ever seen. That's a lie. Oh, I know why you're saying that. Yeah. Because it reminds you of a Cosworth. It, 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 honestly, mate, even I'd, I'd like to have a go in that. Would you? Yes, mate. And why? Because it pulls on my heartstrings because I used to own one. Because that's your era. Yeah. Yeah. That, that honestly, that... That is probably going to be the best car I see today. This is, honestly, everyone, if you're listening or on the live stream, and I showed you this picture, you'd go, oh, Tony would hate that. I will describe it as, I like it as well, but it, it is an old Ford. Sierra, I'm, I'm, old, I'm, I'm, I might, beaten up Ford. I might cry in a du- <laughs> You might cry. Yeah. Where would you go in that? Not far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I mean, thank you so much for submitting it. I mean, it, yeah. is, it is super, super cool. Can I come and drive it, please? Do Love you to. really want to? Love to, mate. Where is it in the world? Because that's it. probably got a V6 it's in, in the there. Czech Republic. Yeah. If that's a 4x4, four four, it's probably the V6 one as well. Look at you and your knowledge of old Sierras. I love that. Um, okay, moving on. We've got uh, Daniel has submitted his Alpina B4. Um, which actually is pretty nice. I don't know what generation that is. Four series, Alpina tuned. Alpina going through a bit of a weird stage, I think, at the moment, where because they're everywhere, because they're more accessible than ever, are they losing some of their cool factor? I, I, I don't really know. I, 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 what I don't get is uh, uh, why people would genuinely pay more money than getting the normal one. Well, I mean, the, how the, much better is it? I think it makes sense when there's not an M product. So, for example, there's not an M5 Touring. No. Alpha, uh, Alpha? <laughs> Alpina offer their 5 Series Touring, Correct. which is spec'd up similar to being an M5 Touring. Yeah. That, to me, makes sense. The Alpina 3 Series Touring, I think, makes less sense now that there's an M3 Touring. Yeah, agreed. And actually... It's it's loads more common now, Pina, in if you don't live in the UK. Oh yeah, in Germany and parts of I, Europe. I, uh, yeah, I, I think that because we've seen we've been submitted lots of these Alpinas down the down the years we've been doing this, Fair. and they've never normally been UK cars. They've always this is an been, Australian car. Yeah, and that, that's where they've always been. Maybe, in Australia? No, not Australia, <laughs> but they've always been like out Elsewhere. of the UK. Yeah, I. I don't see many Alpinas in this country, full stop. I'm seeing more, though. Live chat, let us know. Are you seeing more Alpinas, and are you an Alpina fan? But 
You don't think you're seeing more now, especially the three series? Show? I wouldn't buy an Alpina over the normal car. Me, personally, I don't think it's special enough. And it's quite a lot more money. Do you know what I think it is? And this is going to be harsh because I know a lot of engineering goes into it and it's all about luxury, comfort, autobahn, cruiser, right? Yeah. We ain't got I think people to. buy it now purely for the badge. Fair. Purely to say, I am a car enthusiast, <laughs> but I needed a practical, usable car. Yeah. You know, I need something that my wife was going to be happy and the, ca- the kids could fit in. M3 was a bit too much, too much, well, actually not too much money, but just too focused, too hardcore. But the Alpine gives a not hey hey car guys. But the new I'm one of you. The new one in comfort, the new M3 M4 in comfort isn't too focused and too. I agree. Core. I agree. It's, it's we've said this before, mate. It's four cars in one. It's like the new M5. But it, but it's Alpine is just something different. There's some kind of cars and coffee credibility to Alpine, Fair which enough. may be misplaced today. I think based on its past is warranted or credited. I think it's misplaced in this country. I think maybe it's it's credited more in Europe and across the world. Okay, so um, within the chat, we're seeing a few comments on this. Uh, uh, Matt has said that Alpine have been bought by BMW now, so I think it will make it more accessible. Yeah, we, we are definitely seeing that now. Uh, Kearney says he doesn't think he's ever seen one here in Northern Ireland. Great to have you tuning in from Northern is Ireland. Is there any nice cars in Northern Ireland? <laughs> are there any at all, Kearney? <laughs> We've been there, haven't we? No, no, we went to Ireland. Don't get that wrong. Oh. Awkward. Sorry, Cody. Um, <laughs> Sam, Sam Dav says they're losing value as well. Um, so is everything. No, but actually it's a good point. They do absolutely plummet because they're overpriced as new cars. Yeah. Um, and that's I literally what that. Piece is True says. Alpina seems pointless to be honest. High price tag with no real benefit. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Alex has said they just seem like a half-arsed M car. So yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting. They sort of they're more accessible, but maybe less desirable than, than ever before. I think so. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, we've got Paul, who has submitted a very nice Ford Focus RS. There's only really one reason I've decided to include this. Not only because it's a beautiful Focus RS, but we've included them lots of times before. I had a friend come over um, for lunch the other day who's in an A45S. And I would say he is... A, New shape one. Uh, yes. He is a... No, sorry, old shape one. Old shape one. So it won't be an S then, just be an A45. Thank you. He is what I would call a normal car guy. I think we are all like petrolhead nerds. You know, like we are it, we are all in cars. Like we it, love cars. Excessive. It, like freaks. Yeah. <laughs> well, happily to admit. He was just like, I like cars. He thought his M4 cab was the best car in the world. Yeah, yeah, But, you know, yeah. it's like, good on him. Yeah, yeah. And he was doing a test drive to replace that. And he drove V6 F-Type and he drove... Ford Mustang, things like that. He was blown away by the Focus RS, still today. And actually, I agree with him. What a car it still remains, I think. Yeah. As a fun, accessible, quick UK hot hatch, Focus RS, win, win, win. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think a great car. Now. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Beck has submitted a 1994 Mercedes Steyr G-Wagon. So think for our listeners of old school original G-Wagon. This looks like this sort of commercial slash utilitarian version. It's got no rear windows. It's got a belt line along the side to hang stuff off. Looks like a van. Steelies. It's got a massive bull bar. And I initially thought he'd hung like a bull's head off the front. But I actually think that's something else. The parachute looks like. I mean, 
that must feel like driving a tin can on wheels. I don't know what's happened to me today. I really like that as well. Do you? I do, yeah. <laughs> We've switched personalities today. I must what's have hit myself on? on the head overnight. I must have fallen out the wrong side of the bed. Why do you like that? I don't know. I just like it. I think it's a van. If it had just been a normal old, I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have cared about But you like the commercial side of it. I love, love the it. wing mirrors. I like, kind of love the wing mirrors. They're like, look like a bus. That's why you like it. The wing mirrors look like bus wing Looks mirrors. Looks like a bus, yeah. It's reminding of you yesteryear. Yeah. What would you do with that, Tony? Just drive it in a river. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably get out the other yeah, side. I was going to say, to just keep fair. going, yeah. Bloody hell. I mean, it is kind of amazing. Great photo, by the way, as well, Nicholas. Nicholas, like this beautiful sunset photo of this old 90s. I mean, it's a 1994 G-Wagon that looks like it could have come from the 50s. But it is cool. Like, I don't know why I'm, I'm coming across as really condescending today, which I don't mean to be, but... You it's, turned into me. I, we've literally switched personalities. What's going on? Should we swap places on the seat? Normal service will resume shortly, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, uh, really, I apologise. <laughs> um, I'm uh, so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, this is a bit of me. This is where we might finally disagree. Who knows? Josh has sent in what I can only describe as a rally... Hot, not like recreation of a Focus ST Repsol livery, light bar on the front, massive rear wing. It reminds me of that Citroen WRC car that I had. That's what it reminds me of. It is unbelievable. I'm obsessed with this thing. He's saying it's tuned up to 340 horsepower. I mean, it's got every single look at the interior. Look how many dials he's got on the interior. If you could see this interior, every Halfords custom mod you could buy. He's bought. Yeah. He's gone into Halfords. He said, I'll have one of everything, please. Yeah. And he's applied it to his car and I applaud it. Look at the rear. He's got a sound system like in Pimp My Ride. Yeah. His entire boot is a subwoofer. I mean, that is literally going, but basically, by the way, you've ruined your car. <laughs> but that is, that is literally going back to my youth. That is. That's max power, mate. That is. That's max full power. On that's max early power. 2000s, big modded. Make your car look stupid, basically. But that's not like that's money as well. Like, of course, like he has, he's got a few quid cash to blow. that he spent. Like, is that a wide body kit? I feel like it is on the front, or maybe you know, not. No, you know, if that was a like a proper rally car, I'd be like freaking out, freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. It's it's a it's just like my Citroen, but maybe not as extreme. Well, it looks better than your Citroen. It does look better than the Citroen. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I would say this looks more like round it's the back of the faster. estate. Yeah, definitely faster. Yeah. This looks more like round the back of the estate where mine looked more legit out of a rally. <laughs> no, mine was an exact copy. Yeah, was mine was copy. an exact copy. This, this looks max power. This is a bit too tuned for me. Yeah, I think you've ruined it. What's his name? Oh, what, you think Josh has ruined it? He's ruined it, Josh. No, it is super cool. Yeah. If, if if my mate turned up at my house now, I'd be like, that legendary. Legendary. Absolutely. I'd be like, go and park it around a corner. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ollie has submitted an Alfa Romeo 159 with boats on the roof, and that was the subject of the email, and therefore got my attention, and I included it. So if you want to be included in Rate My Ride, just stick stuff on the roof of the car, and I'll include it. Yeah. I think, that looks, I think this looks the bomb. <laughs> Alfa Romeo station wagons, I feel like they're a lesser spotted beast. Well, they're either rusted away or that's the end of them. They're blown up. <laughs> no, but I almost forgot that they had a whole Alfa Romeo station wagon vibe. Uh, they were called the sports wagon, weren't they? Yeah. He's only put them boats on the roof so he can get home. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that? No. Okay. Not interested. I think it's cool. Now, this oh. is amazing. Oh, wait. What are we, what are we looking at here? The this one in the middle. Oh. Zachary's AutoZam AZ1. 
So I think this is officially a Japanese K car. So you know the class of car they had to be tiny. Oh, I think he's died. No, this is so cool. I'm actually going to bring up his email on my phone because uh, I'm more interested in the cars either side of him. Hold on a sec. Uh, what's what? his name? Zachary. Why has he parked it next to them cars just to prove how small it yeah, is? Yeah, literally to prove how right. small it is. But I want to check his email because um, he uh, he did provide provide some information. I hope oh. you're not a big lad, Zachary. I mean, how'd you get in? So. I think I may have a new one for you. This is my 1993 Autozam AZ1, the world's smallest supercar. It's a supercar. <laughs> listen, listen. It's a JDM K car, like the Honda Beat that I drove in Hong Kong. <laughs> Some highlights include a 660cc turbo three-cylinder, 63 horsepower, Amazing. weighing under 750 kilos, mid-engined, five-speed manual with gullwing doors, only 5,000 produced. And that's I mean, a supercar, is it? I think supercars are stretched, Zachary, but I absolutely adore it. Mind you, your 360 gets away with supercar. Unbelievable. Oh, in the chat, who's talking about Esteban Ocon fans? Oh, what's happened? Dylan's come in. You're watching the wrong, you're watching the wrong show, Dylan. After the Chicken Flag goes live tomorrow. No. <laughs> um, and so, moving on, oh. Sam Saunders has entered the chat with, what is that, 2002? Ford Mondeo ST220. I love that. Fast saloon. Yeah. Now, we've seen... I actually had one of them. Did you? I did, yeah. We've seen early 2000 hot hatches kind of go insane. Yeah. Especially some of the early Ford stuff. Haven't seen the hot saloons pick up too much No, that's coming, that car. That's got to come up, Yeah. Because that's... I think a really good era of fast forts. There was one. There was one before that, the ST two point five or something like that, which, which was the model before, or was it the ST two five hundred or something like that? Anyway, it was the previous model, basically, right? Where where that all started, and then they bring that car out, and that was a really pretty car. That car, it's still a pretty car. It's got yeah. stars. That thing, like look at those wheels and those flared arches, like. It looks beasty. But they do do a diesel in that, by the way, as oh. well. They do like an ST170 or 150 or something like that, which is a diesel version. Fart. Okay. But they do do... <laughs> Not as glamorous. <laughs> so it could be the diesel one. I don't think it's, it is. Where's the ST220? That no, sounds, that's the petrol that's one. That's the petrol one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that looks cool. And there's something about that, yeah, so that generation of Ford, that blue, those wheels. Love it. A mega, mega, mega car. Well done, uh, Sam. Great name as well. Um, coming on, uh, Joe. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, Dawson has submitted an Audi S5 V6. What'd you put that in for? My mum had one. Oh, is that the reason why? My mum had one, and, and when I was about 20 or 21, she used to let me drive it every now and again. Crash it. For weekends and stuff. No, no. I just thought it was ace, and like, what a time to be alive. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. That's why. Now, Jaden King, swinging in with the Civic Type R. Now, I, uh, that's the FK8 or something? Was that I like, don't know. Uh, yeah, like I lose track. 2018 car. But we've long said Civic Type R, arguably the best actual hot hatch left, like compared to what we call super hatches. If the RS3, the A45, M2, everything else all gone. They don't compete with them. Exactly. But this, if you actually want like what was an old hot hatch, like what that mythology was... Civic Type R, McGann RS. They're the best two driving hot hatches. Yes, there you go. As, as drivers. Yeah. Uh, and I still, I actually think this generation looks better than the new one. I think the new one doesn't quite work. That is actually a great car, that is that car. People don't like the look of it that much. They think it looks a bit weird. But that is a that is a great car. It's a really good car. Yeah, like, yeah a few few times I've really enjoyed. It's quite uh, strong money as well, then. They've held their money then. Oh, have they? They have, yeah. But, Partly because the new one's nearly fifty grand, the new yeah. the new shape Civic Type R is nearly fifty grand, and I think people are thinking, well, they're sort of thirty odd. How much better can it be? Because it's a great car, mate. It's a great car. Yeah, yeah no, I think that's still a, a, a good route to go. Okay, so we're here. <laughs> we're here with Ranveer. Ranveer and his Ford Ranger. What we put that in for? Because you love a Ford Ranger, mate. No, I like a Raptor. Oh, you don't like the normal wild track? No. One? You only like the Raptor? Yes. I mean, who oh. like that? Well, you know why? I I thought you liked all Rangers, so I was putting it in there for you as a man of pickup trucks. No. I, oh, I mean, I've had pickup fire. trucks, obviously, for work, but I mean, I don't. I mean, they're terrible to drive. Oh. I mean, that tows quite well, I suppose. I suppose that's one good plus about it, if it as long as it's the 3.2. Right. Well, I this mean, has backfired slightly. Backfired on you. Yeah, <laughs> well, sure. I'll tell a story then. <laughs> I met my wife and mother of my child on the launch event for the Ford Ranger Wild Track. Did you? Yeah. That's oh, how we met, so. it's a bit sentimental. He put it in for himself. Uh, there's the ST220 again. Ah, now this. Scott Kennedy's 997.2 Turbo S, which sadly he's tuned up to 600 horsepower. Oh, he's just, ruined just it. Just leave it alone, Scott. But I'm a massive fan of the 997.2 generation Turbo S. Dot two. 997.2. PDK. Right. That is when that car become really good. That's good news, right? Yeah. I um, think... Yeah. It's good news, yeah. They've held their money fairly well, the Turbo S's. I bet they're still 70 or 80 grand. I think right? more for the S's. No, they can't be. We're going to check live now on Auto Trader Because you could get... You could get a... 991.1 for just over 100 grand or 100 grand, right? Yeah. Okay, but so but there was the Turbo S's, 
they were actually quite rare in that model. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right, okay. Because the S's were quite rare, so hold on a sec. So they might have held their money. 997, maybe I'm thinking of manuals as well, 997 Turbo S, we need Put, Gen 2. So 10, pre-10. Ni- 90 grand. Blimey. 90 grand. A few quid. There's one for 80s, that Gen 1, that's 80, that's PDK. Yeah, I mean, they're a few quid. Then, yeah. But, but um, <laughs> James Bond, straight in the comments of our live stream with just a, another boring 911. <laughs> James, you're in the wrong podcast chat. Uh, you should have <laughs> ju- just put just a boring Volkswagen. That's what you yeah. should have. So that really got them going. But I just, I love the rear end of the 997. I really like those wheels. I don't know. I'm just a big fan of the Turbo S. I just wouldn't have tuned it, but looks like you're in America, so that's a very uh, predictable thing for you to have done. Uh, speaking of American cars, Stephen... Has come in rogue with his Dodge Viper. Yeah. Now, I've always... How do you feel about a Dodge Viper? Because we've done the whole American things, but we never really got into the Dodge Vipers. You've deliberately put cars in for me today, determined for me to finish people off. Yeah. Because you've put so many in, and you I've surprised you with a couple... I'm not going to surprise you with this one. This is a pile of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you like the Dodge Viper? I'm not interested in that car. Absolutely no chance. But I've always thought the Viper in compared to like a Corvette. (laughs) Like Corvettes, I'm like, but the Viper's just kind of cooler. Yeah. You just don't, you're not interested. Put the full Ranger back up. (laughs) Because these are the ones that have like seven litre V10. Good for them. They put out like 200 horsepower. I was say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm a fan of the Viper. <laughs> I don't know this generation and I don't know what's going on, but I think the Viper's cool. For me, it's yeah. way cooler than any Corvette. And I drove that Viper ACR thing, the one that was the Nürburgring edition. It was, it was wicked. I, I, <laughs> this is not that, but thank you, Stephen. I'm not going to knock your Viper. Oh, now Tyler. Oh, here we go. Tyler, now we don't often include two-car garages, but I think Tyler might have smashed this one out of the park. He's got a 992 GT3. It looks like in gentian blue. Lovely colour. Same colour as Tony's new Turbo S. Yeah. And an S3 Saloon. I mean, that is nearly as good as it gets for practical, usable, and I was going to say affordable, but... We know how out of touch I am. But for but for a two-car garage, that is fairly affordable. That's what mate. I mean. He's not yeah. got that Urus next to it. Yeah, which is what I know. I'd go, I'd be giving it the big one. But he spent all his money on the weekend car. Yeah, <laughs> correct. And rightly so, because he's bought one of the one of the, the best cars you can have full stop, not just weekend cars. And actually, I think there's still good value for money. Even at even at 200 grand that they are in this country. Now, that's American cars, so that's probably nearly 300. Yeah, in but this country, I think GT3s, especially with this comfort seat, are like 250, 275. <laughs> what, the manual ones? The manual green. ones with yeah. the Pasha interiors. <laughs> <Yeah>. really <laughs> Paint sample fetch, ones. Fetching a lot of money on the used <laughs> yeah. market. Yeah, I, I still think they are mega value. And and I you cannot think, even at the overs that they are, you know, the 20, 30, 40 grand over that they are, is there really a better car, even at that price point? Because things have moved on. You know, when you look at the equivalent Ferraris, I know they don't really compete with that, but when they you look at the Ferraris and the Lambos, they're not 200 anymore, they're 300. So, I mean... I, I mean, we could sit here and sing praises about the GT3 all day, but we do that every week. Let's talk about the S3. Why? Because what a legend for not getting the RS3. Not feeling the pressure, not feeling the 
Think oh, he's probably run out of money. Probably run out. Of money. <laughs> <laughs> I firstly, I did see somebody in the comments say that they would have the uh, S3 hatch. Yeah, see Neil Nelson that said that they'd have the hatch rather yeah, than the Yeah, I probably would as well. I, I would agree with that too. But whether he's run out of money or not, I just think you don't always. People sometimes overlook, and we speak about it a lot. The M340i compared to the M3, the uh, S3 compared to the RS3, the C, oh, C43 compared to. The- <laughs> Okay, that's that one. The 63. Yeah, I've got to yeah, yeah. lie about that. But what I'm saying is that sometimes the if it's not your main car, you can sometimes go the mid-level, and that's probably a bit more comfortable, a bit more usable. Yeah. Still a great car. And don't forget America, they'd always go for the sedan instead of a hot... Uh, instead oh, yeah, of a the sedan. Yeah. So I learned this on a text over the weekend, and I text Tony going, I've got some useless information for you, but one that I find fascinating. And American viewers, I know there are some of you in the chat, so let us know if this is true. Someone told me that you... if in the US, if a vehicle is over, I think it's 6,000 pounds, which is around 2,700 kilos, it classifies as like a commercial vehicle or an industrial vehicle or whatever, which means it's completely tax deductible if you're self-employed. So my friend bought like a $163,000 G-Wagon and it's literally 100% tax deductible. Perfect. I was like, that's amazing. So I immediately Googled UK commercial vehicle laws. And in this country, I think it's 3,500 kilos. Yeah, it is, yeah, 3,500. Which is like yeah. no... No, no, no. It's a van. Yeah, yeah. You can get a commercial Defender, though, can't you? You can, yeah. And a, and a Discovery. And a commercial Discovery. Yeah. But, you know, it's not a G-Wagon. No. Damn it. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, we've gone through the K car, so let's come back through here. Uh, Any other way? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh yes. yes. So Liam's up GTI. Love him. What a winner, right? What a car, mate. What an absolute car. I mean, like... And we keep getting confused because they keep sort of halting production, then bringing production back. But along our lines of the Civic Type R, like proper hot hatch chat, that, if you live in a European country, winner, winner, chicken dinner. I think that, uh, all said and done, pound for pound, I think that's better than the Civic because it's got no power. Wow. I mean, you literally just drive it flat out everywhere. Ten tenths. And and you're not going to break the speed limit or die. Didn't they do a three-door? Yeah. That's a five-door. I've never seen a five-door up GTI. Yeah, loads of them five-doors. Really? Yeah. Oh. oh, I don't have the three-door. Yeah. But, but no. Cracking little car. That, I bet that pops its wheel, doesn't it? Around it will corners. cock yeah. its wheel, yeah. Cock its wheel. Yeah. Super cool little cars. And, you know, as much as Alpinas might be like a nod to the enthusiast community, if I see someone in an up GTI, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what's up. Yeah. Really, really cool. Would happily have one of those. Um, this Lexus LC500 was submitted by someone with no name, so... And no taste. (laughs) (laughs) Do you honestly feel that way? Not interested. Have you ever driven one? Uh, not that one, no. What is it? It's a Lexus LC500, the V8. No, I've not driven that one. Looks... Funny. Looks... (laughs) Looks... Funny. Should, Should call it Sam. That's harsh. <laughs> um, I it's always bigger than I remember. Whenever I see them, I'm like, "What's up?" It's like an S sixty five X sixty three rival. Right. It's a big car. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty ish. If it, if it was smaller, it would be prettier. I try to think of what it's like to drive. It's a bit like an M eight or or an M eight forty i. I bet it's nowhere near as good as that. I think it's better than you would think. I do think it's better than you would think. But it is big and heavy. It's a big, heavy cruiser. Yeah. But it's... The comparison that I would put it to, being not driven one, but driven plenty of other Lexuses, 
is the ISF and the... Yeah. It's that sort of... It, I, I think it's probably a bit cumbersome. And yeah. Bit. You buy one of them cars because... I think you've probably got a bit of an attitude problem. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're putting two fingers up to the German brands. You know, you want to be a little bit different. And you think, do you know what? Sod you. I'm going to ruin my street cred <laughs> and I'm going to buy a Lexus. Yeah. I think you buy it because you think, I want something a bit different. I want yeah, something dignified. I want something reliable. I want something that's got a quirky interior, a nice soundtrack, and a lot of comfort. Yeah. Anyway, we know Tony feels differently. Um, coming back through. Oh, yes, this. Now, this is from Joe Cooper. An Alfa Romeo. It was the 156 GTA sports wagon. Yeah. That is a proper bit of kit. I like this era of Alfa sport wagon. As a man who is often in need of a dad mobile, an affordable one. That's a pretty car. Well, I like the look of it, but I've seen and heard horror stories about them things. Really? Oh, mate, just reliable issues. Falling apart. Falling apart. But isn't that the joy of an Alpha? It's a beautiful thing, and it's lovely to drive, and then it just dies. (sighs) Not for me. Not for you? No. But it pulls on some kind of hardcore. Like, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and actually, actually, that is probably still a few quid. I bet that's probably 10 grand, that car. I think it's a very rare thing. It's a very rare thing. Alpha 156 GTA Sport Wagon. Yeah. Let's see if there's one for sale. There will be. Piston Heads. Only one. This is an article on Piston Heads. So, um... What was the price at this point? This was price new twenty six thousand. Yours now for eight and a half. Yeah, there you go. Ten grand for a good one. Ten grand, and that was in twenty twenty. Yeah, they're probably like flying up in value now. Yeah. Oh, I really like it though. It's got that three point two V six. Correct. Oh, Tony, I want one of these. Oh, <laughs> Tony, I think I found my next car. It, it'll have a following. It's definitely go. got a following. One sold on collecting cars for eight grand last no two summers ago this is brilliant i need this because you know what later in the year we've got a bit of an adventure a bit of a european family adventure and i've been looking for we talked about this didn't we yeah talked about a car that i could use down in monaco oh here's one on ebay there's one on ebay mate you, <gasps> mate, you won't oh, make- see, they're 13 grand on ebay there's two of them and they're 13 grand you won't make it to monaco in that why no, not? Get no. it probably looked after. No. Oh, this is a Japanese import, this one. Look at this. Oh, yeah, lovely. One of only 504 made. That's a very eBay thing to say, isn't it? Oh, I buy one of these. This is amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Joe, for submitting it. That's so good. What's the comment section say? Uh, get in uh, on you. James Bond, can't be a true petrol until you owned an alpha. Well, I already have, so I've proved that point. Pieces. So, pieces, true. Says a true rich man, Sam. The only person to say the costs and death of a car are part of the fun. <laughs> yeah, that was my fault, wasn't it? Anyway, uh, I love that. So, uh, now, I mentioned that the lovely team at Custodian were going to be uh, submitting some of their vehicles. So uh, this is a screenshot I took from my phone of Jimmy Howson's submission of his 1977 Porsche 911 SCRS. Now, Jimmy's a funny, you know, he's a, he's a strange character. We can say that. He must be. Uh, but he's a legend. And uh, we actually did the trip down to Austria for the non-GP ice race event. And uh, he'd sent me a message during the drive saying, where are you? Share your pin. He was about 40 miles ahead of me. 
I was in the GT3. Stuck on the side of the road, probably. Well, literally. So <laughs> I was driving there and I got into Germany. I was on the Autobahn and I see in front of me these kind of dodgy 911 headlights, this kind of car shaking its way down. And I thought, oh no. Oh no, here he is. And honestly, it was like the shoddiest looking 911 that I, but actually it's beautiful. It's got the nicest interior. I think it's oak green metallic. He's putting his description on custodian green over tan. Need I say more? Um, it, it's a, it is a very nice car. I think he got it at a good price. It's of an era. He went all the places I went to. It's a thing. And look at that. He's parked it next to a helicopter for his profile image. That's the kind of guy Jimmy is. I think there's another photo of him like sitting on it in the Alps. Like, you know what? You can't. There's not many affordable 70s 911s anymore. That's a pretty cool one. Right. You're not into it? No. Really? No. Are there any old Porsches you like? No. Really? Not after that thing you put me in last year. The 964 RS? Yeah. Oh, God. No. <laughs> um, okay, moving on. Uh, oh, yeah, this. Oh, Phi or Phase 2023 VW T-Rock R. Yeah. It's an, a weird photo, but I think it's a good-looking car. It's a jacked-up Golf R, basically. It's a jacked-up Golf R, so a more practical Golf yeah. R? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really good looking thing. Yeah. It's like the new, the latest generation Touareg, I think is a pretty car as well. It is, yeah. VW just done something right with their design department, but... Shame they can't get the infotainment to work. I was about to ask. Still a disaster. It's still a problem. I mean, it's better, but yeah, it's, it's a problem. I think in general, reliability for latest gen VWs is a bit not great, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what? Is that true? Yeah, it's true, yeah. It's true, I don't yeah. think it's just Volkswagen. I think it's... I mean, Porsche have got their problems at the minute, by the way, oh, as well. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. I had a slight issue with one of my Porsche Connect services, which I had purchased but hadn't been connected. And I was on my little app trying to like show off to my friends. I'm like, all the things I can do with my car and my <laughs> app. And then one of them wasn't working. And I was like, oh, well, what am I going to do? And so, uh, yeah, I think it's problem is it's just too many systems. It's too much electronics. Some man's gone in and said he'd rather walk than have that car. Dylan Smith has said he'd rather walk <laughs> than be in the T-Rock. That's that, something I'd say. I think he's, maybe he was saying that about Jimmy's 911. Oh, uh, Adam's God. also said, amazing how attractive buses are when it's put into context. Oh, God, people <laughs> really don't off. like this T-Rock. <laughs> Matt has said, VW Touareg, look how much they are. Nearly 90k with options. That is mental. Um, coming on through. Oh. Ah. Oh, I like them. Now, this is Danny's RSQ8, Audi RSQ8. Yeah. We've spoken about these quite a few times because obviously it's basically a Eurus. Yeah, bang a less for exciting Eurus. Yeah. These have stayed so expensive on the used market. 100 grand, yeah. I looked thinking, oh, wow, they would have dropped because RS6s have really come off now. Mm. These things have really held their money. Well, hold on a minute. Relatively speaking? Uh, Relatively speaking. Okay. So, they are more money than an RS6. No. Right. So, when you think, like, an RS6 is probably 110-ish. 115. Well, if you've got a Larry one, like the one you had. But, yeah, in general, they were between, like, 105 and 110, roughly. Sure. They were, like, 125. Ah, so, okay. So, when you compare the comparables, you know, a used... 18-month-old RS6 is early to mid-90s. And one of them is probably 100-odd 100, 100 grand. So they've lost similar money. Fair. Okay, I hadn't realised that. I just assumed big Larry SUVs 
from Audi, like that's going to lose a lot of money. I just, I looked thinking, oh, maybe that's a bit of a steal these days. Maybe they're down at like 70 odd grand. No. Because the BMW big stuff does lose a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, it does. But but Audi RS products in general always have held their money. So it is an RS product. And you're right. If you're, I always, I don't like the Urus comparison to that car because if you drove them both back to back very different it's nothing like a urus although we do know that it does share parts we the, pl- do, the platform the platform and the engine i know lamborghini sod about with it the suspension i think is different but yeah there, there are there are parts that they do share if you drove them both back to back it's just the price difference is so huge that would be lost on a lot of people. If you drove them both back to back, you go, yeah, the Urus is better. And it is a Lamborghini, I suppose. But actually, when you look at the jacked up, it's a hundred grand difference. It's half the price. Yeah. It's not half the car. No, no, no. I, I think the RSQ8 is actually flipping fantastic. Yeah, I yeah, spent I a agree, weekend yeah. with one and really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Just a bit too big for, for yeah. um, I think central London. Would but you anyway. rather have one of them than an SVR Range Rover? Old what, shape? You know, the current, not the brand new shape, as in the one Yeah, that's... I'd have that over the old generation Range Rover Sport. Yeah, SVR. so like the 2020... Would I have uh, a P510E Range Rover Sport, the new hybrid Sport, instead of that? Yes. Okay. But I wouldn't have the old... I, 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 I've I, said it so many times before, because my dad owned that old shape Range Rover Sport, <laughs> I like I just can't... Done you in. It's my dad's car. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's my dad's car. Um is that i think we've got one more ah yes okay so uh just for those on the live stream uh i'm gonna bring up this image so that you can see it this is charles from custodians 1923 voxel 2360 mulvan tora now that means nothing to me and you're not gonna be able to see this right now but those of you watching on youtube not during the live stream uh you will be able to see i put up the actual custodian profile so that we can learn a little bit more about Charles's pride and joy because I mean I will be honest with you pre-war I have no understanding and actually little excitement like I, the cars I just don't walk into a room of pre-war cars and go wow but whenever I have and I'm with somebody who knows what they're talking about they can really sell them to you. So my friend Phil, for example, he could get us into this car so quickly. He could really like sell us this car. So this is what's awesome about Custodian. So if we scroll down, firstly, there's a whole lot of images of it. Look at that. It's on a hill climb. But here you go. You've got the key I moments was, and I facts. I was going down. You've got the key moments and facts. So Charles has put it. It's originally delivered to new to Australia with a history file going back almost 100 years. Rare and capacious seven-seater. Uh, one of only 100 to survive out of approximately 1,300 ever built. Incredibly original, with chassis number on the scuttle floorboards and even both wings. Won its class at the Prescott Hill Climb in 2022. And then it's got a whole description. And it's got all the information on there. So this is what's, this is what's cool about Custodian. Right? We know nothing about that car. We've already learned some information. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, you know what? Yep, I, here we go. If he took us to the pub in that, we'd have a blast. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to go in the pub then talk to him about it. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the problem with actually going to the pub with him. I'd have to sit down with him and listen. (laughs) Because what you've just read out then, if you asked me to repeat it, I wouldn't repeat it because I wasn't listening. (laughs) It's 100 years old. 
Yeah, I've got that. It's bit. original. It looks hundred. There's years very old. few of them left, and it won a hill climb. <laughs> it's as I say, like I like the green, I like the exposed aluminium, uh, I like that it's hundred years old, I like it's a seven seater and it's going on hill climb courses. But I need, I need to go in it with Charles. But I, I promise you, we would be impressed. I, if we promised him that he couldn't tell us anything about it except to drive us to the pub and then leave us there and go home. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'd be impressed by. The fact that it got us to the pub. Well, there you go. It's 100 years old. Yeah. Well, we're not going to live to 100. I just, I really struggle with the pre-war stuff. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I'm amazed by it and brilliant. And as I say, if we went in it, I bet we'd have a blast. But I, I just don't, there's no desire from me in it. I, but but if you struggle, how do you think I feel? Because yeah, I, I, I'm not interested in 80s stuff in general. <laughs> Apart from that Sierra yeah, Explorer. Yeah, yeah. Well, Charles, thank you for being brave enough for sub- submitting this. And uh, as I say, hopefully if you're watching here on YouTube, uh, you've seen how beautiful the Custodian pages are. Uh, if you are listening or you've been joining us on the live stream, as I say, go check out Custodian. Um, you sign up, it's super easy, it's free, and you can just enter all your information and it's a beautiful way to display your car and some of its details um but that brings us to the end of our rate my ride section it's been fairly glorious and actually i think i've been the bigger douchebag today i feel like i've been a bit more judgmental than you i think you've been fairly positive about things yeah i mean i call it as it is if i think something's bad it's bad if i think it's good i'll say it's good Sometimes you surprise us by saying things. Sometimes I surprise you're myself. You're going to say it's bad. You say it's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Blast. So thank you so much for yeah. all of you that submitted uh, your cards for that section. We will, of course, be doing more Rate My Rides throughout the year. Definitely at the live shows, which we started to talk about this morning. I know we've been a bit slow on the uptake of live shows and lots of you have been asking about when live shows are coming. As soon as we can tell you, we will tell you. But we always like to improve. And last year we did six live shows across the UK and our show in LA. Uh, we got a flavour for international lives. We've already spoken about it. Australia, we're coming for you, mate. So uh, stay tuned for some more international dates, but also some UK ones. Uh, We will be showing that soon. Um, But anyway, I think that's pretty much the end for today. Thank you so much for all those that tuned in. If you are heading to the London Classic Car Show, go uh, look for my 360 and make sure to uh, send me a photo on Instagram or something like that and I'll try and reshare it. Um, just before we go, one final question from our live stream audience. Uh, Dylan has said, what's happening with the Behind the Glass 918 project? <laughs> well, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we tried to convince you all uh, to... Basically, give us 20 quid each and we go and buy a 918 Spider. How much money do we get? Well, I said if we got 5,000 likes on that episode. How many have we got? Unfortunately, Tony, we've only got 3,000 likes on that episode. Right. Now, I did think of something over the weekend that we should have said or could actually make it more worth people's while. Go on. So every single subscriber of Behind the Glasses YouTube channel gives us 20 pounds... We go and buy a 918 Spider. We take it to as many people as possible. We do cool events. Like, we just use it for content and for bettering this channel. And then we give it away to one subscriber. We give it away. We give the car away to a subscriber. Therefore, one subscriber will end up with a 918 Spider for £20. I'm going to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to subscribe many times, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I suddenly thought maybe that's actually a thing. It would have never been done before. And then never again. YouTube that I can think of that a YouTuber has got their subscriber base to buy them something that they've then given. I don't think, but... Okay, quickly, as a quick show of hands, live stream audience... 
Would that motivate you more to do? I mean, we're so stressed. Well, it's a raffle. It's a raffle. It becomes a raffle. It's a raffle, but there's. We're going to borrow it for a minute. If you don't win the car, you win the potential to have a ride in it, depending on your location and if we can get you. And the the content and the the fact that you make Tony's year and life. So let You've us know. You've made my life. I mean, flipping hell. That is an unbelievable statement. You've made... I mean, no one's ever said that to me before. No, yeah, sure. But um, anyway, I, I don't think it's ever going to happen. But, you know, trying try to see if we can uh, find a way to scam everyone into buying us an energy spider. So uh, the live chat's about to kick off and we'll see you on there. Here we go. Adam straight in with put me down for 10 tickets. Glenn, yes, I'm in. Um, oh, we're in. We're, we're getting flying. a whole lot of chats. People are super keen for this. Yeah, we're getting another thumbs up there. Um, we're getting more of a yes. Everyone's saying yes. Okay, guys. Guys, we're doing it. The Goat Family page begins. It's coming. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. And then at the live events, we'll just spend all afternoon just giving rides to people. Yeah. Think about that. Who's going to drive, though? Uh, Matt's asking how many people will need to give the £20 to make that work. Every single subscriber, 53,000 people. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for all of those who have tuned in. Uh, make sure genius. To subscribe to the YouTube channel because there's 918 content coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep listening to us on whatever platform. If you want to join our next live stream and be in the live chat during our recording session, head over to Recast. You can book your place in our next live stream next week right now. Uh, if you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. Keep an eye out on my Instagram because I'm off on a big adventure this week and we'll be back with you for another episode next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 